so grateful that you're here, those of you joining us here in the sanctuary and those of you joining us at home, thank you for being a part with us and being this expression of the family of God here in this house. Uh, I need somebody with a Bible. Who has a Bible? I, mine's in the back. Okay. Pretty sure. Psalm 22.3, for those of you that want to look, you can. This is not the message, by the way. Psalm 22.3, I was thinking about uh, during our worship. And by the way, aren't you grateful for a worship team that presses for the heart of God and that <laughs> isn't concerned about just getting through a set? You know, we have some songs we practice. We want to make sure we get them in. Honestly, when it comes right down to it, although we want to do our best because we want to do our best for the Lord, at the same time, we recognize that if his presence doesn't come, all of our best doesn't mean much at all. But Psalm 22 and verse 3, if you're there, it says this, But you are holy, enthroned in the praises of Israel. You are holy, enthroned in the praises of Israel. It goes on to say, God inhabits our praise. That verse in the Japanese Bible is translated a little bit differently. It says, if you build a chair that's big enough, God will come and sit in it. If you build a chair that's big enough. And the whole time that we were in worship, I kept thinking, God, we're inviting your presence. We're inviting you to come and be in our midst. And then there was one point uh, in the midst of it where I felt like things switched in my mind. And all of a sudden I realized we don't even have what it takes to invite God here unless he first invites us to his presence. Because that's really what this is about. God desires you. God longs for you and your presence. God adores you. I mean, I grew up with the mindset that God was angry at us all the time, and he was looking for the first opportunity he could to put us in our place, to take us out to the woodshed that, by the way, I knew very well. Um, but the cosmic woodshed where God would finally let me know what a crumb I really was. I truly believe for years and years that God loved me, but he didn't like me. But now I've come to the realization as I get older and older, and that realization becomes more and more real to me, that God actually doesn't just love us. He actually does like us. He likes being with us. And so today, I'm going to ask you just to, for a moment, before we do anything else, I'm going to ask you to just bow your heads and invite the Lord in, knowing that even that invitation from your heart comes because of the fact that God has already invited you. So would you take a moment and just say, Father, whatever you want to say to me today, I want to hear Whatever you want to do in me. Father, throughout the entirety of our uh, time singing worship to you, realizing, of course, that worship is more than just singing, but it is first and foremost a heart that is in love with you, that adores you. Father, throughout the entirety of our song service, I could feel your presence and feel the wooing of your spirit. Lord, we want to just say to you, you are always welcome here. 
this is your house. It's got your name on it. We didn't put my name out on the sign because my name in the end means nothing. It is your name that matters. The name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. It's you who are the only famous one here. And so to you we look today and we say, have your way in our midst, Lord. I know that what we have uh, planned for today is a little bit different. Even the seating is a little bit different than it was last week. And for some folks, that's enough to throw them off base. But Lord, we're saying, as long as you're here, everything will be okay. Because church without you is just another meeting, another club. And we don't need that. What we want and what we desperately need is your presence. Come among your people, Lord. Uh, John saw you in the book of Revelation as uh, one who walked among the candlesticks representing the churches. Well, Lord, come and walk in this place today. Let your presence be felt. And Lord, even as uh, Josh said earlier during worship, it's possible there are some here who feel like there are areas of their lives that are just dried up and dead. No hope. But Lord, if you would blow upon it, then these bones too could live. That was the question you asked the prophet. You said, can these bones live? And the prophet was smart enough just to say, only you know, O oh God. You know. And so, Lord, today we say, blow upon the dry bones of our lives, areas that we have given up hope for change, for something better. Lord, blow upon them, I pray. In the name of Christ, amen. Amen. Wow. Uh, I kept thinking, we're not going to do that, by the way, but I kept thinking during worship, okay, that was enough. We could just go home. We've met with God. It's been good. And I trust it has been for you. So first of all, I wanted to say thank you to the Lord for coming in our midst. Thank you to the worship team for doing such a great job inviting him into our midst and inviting us into his presence. Uh, I'm grateful for it every time we gather together. When I have the opportunity to go and to visit other churches or other leadership teams as I just did last week, uh, I always come away so grateful to be able to come home and to be a part with you, a people who love the presence of the Lord. Um, part of our expression is not just as a church that gathers together on Sunday mornings. We, we get together, we sing some songs, and maybe you listen to me or maybe you tune out. But more than that, we are family. Uh, we are family life church. We called ourselves that on purpose. We, we thought through what we were as a people. Uh, our name had been for years and years and years full gospel community church, and that's still an expression of who we are. But as we thought about the fact that this culture has changed and some of those words mean different things, we came to the resolution as a leadership team that we then presented to you, the people, that God was calling us now as Family Life Church. And family is an integral part of it. And so we love every opportunity that we have to celebrate the fact that we are family. In fact, at the end of August, coming up here very soon, we're going to be doing a special celebration service in which we're going to be dedicating babies, and maybe you have little ones that haven't been dedicated and you would like them prayed for and set apart for the things of God in their lives. We're going to be uh, receiving those who want to become a part of this church, a membership Sunday, and then we're also going to be doing water baptism. So if any of those three, whether it be dedication or membership, or baptism, or something that you're interested in, please talk to me very soon so that we can kind of get everything organized and ready. 
We love being able to do this. We love being able to see people go into the waters of baptism and there commit and uh, cement their commitment to the Lord. So we love that expression of family. So if you're interested in those things, please let me know as soon as possible. Maybe you've told somebody else, but you need to let me know so that I can make sure that that happens. One of the other expressions of family that we try to do annually, we weren't able to last year because of everything going on with COVID, is we want to be able to celebrate those in our midst who have gone through a transition called graduation, and they're ready to go to the next phase of their lives, whatever that might look for them. So today, we actually have four people who have graduated from high school in our midst, and we're going to invite them up. So if all four of you, uh, Deirdre, Lauren, uh, Daniel, and Josh could come on up, we have these seats for you right here. Don't leave these guys hanging. Come up. And then we also have a couple of folks who graduated last year from another uh, college that they actually were taking a course in. So we're going to invite Ben and Melanie up as well. We have different chairs for you. And we want to be able to pray and bless them all throughout the scriptures. I, I don't know how you guys read it, but I love the fact that all throughout, even the Old Testament, where people think God was an old fuddy-duddy in the Old Testament and he got a little bit softer as he got farther along in the New Testament, but the truth is, even in the Old Testament, God gave the people of Israel, his people, a reason to celebrate. They were called feasts. And at a feast, they would gather together and they would throw a party. And yes, the party recognized the presence of God, which is always integral to everything they were about and were about, but it was also being able to celebrate people and being able to celebrate being family together. So these people who are sitting up here are a part of our family. They've been here for a while, some of them longer than others. Some have grown up here. But we want to be able to bless them in the name of the Lord. So I'm going to ask the leadership team if they could come on up. Uh, Tom and Sharon, Kathy, Karen, uh, Ben's already up here, Chelsea, come on up. Uh, Pastor John and April, uh, unable to be with us today, is they're away on vacation. And so I've asked this group to come and join with me as we pray and bless each one. Now, for some of you, what we're doing might be a little bit different. Some people have some interesting ideas about God actually speaking through people to one another. We believe that prophecy and the gift of prophecy is still alive in the church. God still speaks through people to other people and to situations. That doesn't mean that I think you can go and supersede the word of God. You can never. If what you're saying doesn't align itself with the word of God, there's a problem. So we want everything that we do to honor God's word and God's spirit. But we still believe that the purpose of prophecy is for edification, exhortation, and comfort. And we believe those words ought to help to cement something in the souls of God's people. So we want to open up this time of prayer for them, and we want you to join with us. Although you're sitting there, we want you to pray for them and believe God for blessing upon their lives, blessing of health, fitness in their bodies, strength for each day, purpose and vision for their lives, the finances they need, whatever they're going to intend to do as they move forward, whether it be college or a job. Uh, I can remember when I graduated these guys' age, uh, I had not a clue what I was going to do. In fact, it was, I believe, just a month or maybe it was a month and a half before I actually went to college that I made the decision to do that. And no one else from my family had ever done it. Some of us 
it was, we were fortunate we graduated high school. And so I had not a plan. And maybe these guys, not sure exactly what they're going to do, will give them an opportunity to share if they know where they're going and what they're going to be doing. But whatever it is, we want the hand of God to rest upon them. So we're going to pray for them. Uh, why don't we go ahead and start since Tom and Sharon are down at that end. We'll start with them. And if any of you guys have something that you feel to share, you let me know and I'll give you the mic. So we'll start with Daniel. Daniel has graduated from... What school was it again? Warsaw? <laughs> no, our arch rival, Letchworth. Uh, they're not really, actually. You're better. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, as my kids were growing up, you know, there's always arch rivals in every school rivalry that goes on. Letchworth was a rival, but they actually were friends, and many of the kids would get together, so it was a good thing, and it's a good school. What do you have planned as you move forward? Anything? Uh, I'm going to go to Elam and try to an education towards youth pastoring and then see what goes on from there. Great. Okay. Well, we want to be able to pray for you. And because there's uh, several people here that we're going to pray for and several people here, we're going to try to keep it short and to the point. We've given each leader, if they feel something to share, they have like one minute. One minute. And at that time, I exercised the gift of retracting the mic. Uh, <laughs> So we're going to pray first for Daniel, and uh, I want to make sure, in fact, Ben, would you come on over and be a part with us since you are the youth pastor here? Come on in and be with us. All right, I'll pray as we start, and then we'll go ahead, and if folks have something to share, we'll let them share. Father, we thank you for uh, Daniel and his life given over to you, and I can remember even as a young lad he and his family coming and I can remember sitting right on the aisle, right back there, and them jumping up and down, hands raised, worshiping God. And Lord, we believe that that heart after you is going to hold him steady to the purposes that you have for his life all the days of his life, and that you, in fact, will pronounce your blessing over him the Lord bless you and keep you. That's what you're saying today, that you're, God, going to keep him to your holy purposes. And so, Lord, we pray that in every way, Daniel would know the reality of the ever-increasing awareness of the presence of the living God, I pray. Anyone have something? Daniel, just as we were praying uh, right now, I felt like the Lord was saying he was going to... Uh, increase a deposit of wisdom in you and that that wouldn't automatically mean that you would speak that out but there's a sort of um, a growing inside of that wisdom of incubation inside of you so sometimes the Lord's going to pour into you and you're just going to have to sit on it but he'll give you the grace and patience to do that and then the timing of when to deliver it, it may be years um, but he's going to begin to pour in wisdom that you're going to you're going to allow him to to kind of uh, incubate inside, like a greenhouse, I guess. Uh, Daniel, I saw you carrying um, a huge Bible. It looked heavy to me, but for you, it was easy to pick up and to carry it. And my sense is God is going to give you an understanding of, wor of his word, and you are carrying it with you all the time in your mind and in your heart, and he's going to give you the ability to share and explain his word to others. And I believe he's also going to teach you how to pray and intercede yes. with his word. Yes. 
um, like Daniel in the Bible, who took the word from Jeremiah and then began to pray into that for the release of God's people. That was the same thing I was thinking about his name. It's an old name. It's been uh, one that is synonymous with Nebuchadnezzar and in the time of captivity, but with uh, <clears throat> the things that even as Sharon was leading into it, that, that Daniel was a man that stood strong. There was no compromise. There was no backing down. He knew his God, and his God was more powerful than any king, any government, any other thing in this world. And even if it meant death for him, he was going to serve. So I pray over Daniel Slater, Lord, that that tenacity in him will stand strong, that he will move with that power. He will have that, uh, as we used to call it years ago, antenna, that his antenna would be up to receive the Holy Spirit, that he would know to go this way or that way at the leading of the Lord, and that you will bless him and he will never forget where he came from in Jesus. As I was praying, I saw a trail, a hiking trail through the woods. Um, and then shortly on, the, the trail sort of disappeared. And I felt like the Lord was saying that you're someone who has grown up um, learning the path of the Lord. You've known the path of the Lord. And there comes a time in your life when you begin to walk and you can no longer see the trail. You can no longer know exactly what you're called to. Sometimes it's confusing. Sometimes it doesn't look like the, the direction other people have walked. But if you look up at the tree, you can see a trail marker. Um, and it's, every, it's not every tree, but every so often you look up and you'll see a trail marker. And you'll know, yep, I'm headed in the right direction. Um, and so your life might take a different direction than other people's have. Um, your parents, your siblings, or other people you know. Don't worry about that. Worry about the trail marker, which is the word of the Lord that's in your heart and in your head. You focus on that. Don't worry about what the trail looks like. Focus on the trail marker. There's some good words here for you. Um, I also felt drawn to Daniel in the Bible, and I don't know if that's why your parents named you Daniel, but it seems uh, that there's a theme here, and maybe it would be a good time for you to go back and read the story of Daniel's life again and ask the Lord what he would want to say to you from that. What, what about that is his word to you? Um, in the Old Testament, Daniel continued to pray to his God even when he was commanded not to by the king. And I believe that prayer will be a key for you and that that will be the place um, where you will get strength and you'll get direction. Sometimes it's going to feel like you're going to be thrown to the lions. Um, but when that, that happened to Daniel, the king said to him, may your God whom you serve continually rescue you. But I'm going to say that in a different way. May your God, whom you continually serve, rescue you. I'm not saying cynically. I'm saying it with faith. May your God, whom you continually serve, rescue you whenever you feel like you're thrown to the lions or whenever you really are thrown to the lions. Um, another key is going to be faithfully serving God. And God will shut the mouth of your lion as you are faithful. He will be faithful. Um. While I was praying about you, I was reminded of your name, not Daniel, but Slater. <laughs> um, uh, some of you all know that I like to walk, and one of the things that's interesting about this town is there are several places in the town where the sidewalks are still made of slate, and they have been there for generations. And I felt like God was saying there's going to be a solidness to you 
uh, a sense of longevity yeah. and solidness that yes. is going to be integral in all that you put your hand to. And because of what's in you, God's actually going to cause there to be solidness in those around you. You're actually going to lend your strength yes. to all that is around you. So while others kind of get all hairy at times and get all upset about the things, you're just going to steadily plow forward because slate is inside of you. It holds for generations. Amen. Um, as each graduate graduates, we like to give them a gift of a Bible. This is Daniel. Congratulations. Um, it's a Bible I know that you will use well, um, read a lot, and take a lot of notes in. Would you celebrate Daniel with us? We are moving on to Lauren, who graduated from the arch rival? Uh, better the better school. <laughs> from Warsaw. And have you had plans yet? or? Um, no. <laughs> Just working, pretty much. Saving up money. Yeah, I did the exact same thing. When I got done, I just went right to work. So, good. We want to be able to pray for her because you guys move on down. Um, Daniel, if you want to go join your family, that way you're out of the way for right now. And we'll take this chair. Solid man that you are. We want to be able to have room for folks to gather around. So that way they also don't have to sit here forever and feel like they're a spectacle. Father, we thank you for Lauren and her life and even looking at the pictures uh, out on the table, and especially the one with the spaghetti sauce all over the tray and all over her face, Lord, I was reminded that people's lives are marked by different things. And the things that they touch become marked. And so, Lord, I pray that everything that Lauren puts her hand to would have the mark of the living God upon it, that she would come to a deeper place of knowing the one true and living God and that everywhere she goes with everyone with whom she comes in contact, whether it's right now up at the hospital, wherever it is, she would be one who is marked by your presence and then marks others by your presence as well, I pray. Oh, Lauren, what I felt um, when I was praying for you and asking the Lord, I heard the word uh, leaps and bounds. And I feel like your progress is going to come in leaps and bounds. Um, and I feel like this is going to be a life word for you. It's going to be a pattern for your life, something to hang on to. Um, there's going to be times where you're going to feel stalled out. And maybe now is one of those times. As you were saying that, I thought, well, this, maybe this might feel this way. Um, and then suddenly, you're going to be like propelled forward in leaps and bounds. Um, and I feel like uh, there's a couple of biblical principles that will help you in that. One is from Luke 16.10 which says one who is faithful in very little is also faithful in very much. So sometimes the Lord will entrust us with little things and let us learn in there and be faithful there, and then the bigger thing will come. And then Zechariah 4.10 says don't despise small beginnings. And it's easy to just say, well, I'm just doing this job right now, but don't despise small beginnings. There's a purpose for that. Um, there may be times where other people will say that you're not making progress, but you're going to remember this word. And it'll help you to stay faithful and to wait and to not despise that season. Um, you'll realize that you're in a season of preparation for the next big jump. Um, stay strong in the times and places where you feel you're going around the mountain again and again. And remember that God has promised big steps of progress. 
Uh, if you think about, it's a good time to do this, think about Olympic athletes. Um, so an Olympic swimmer, for example, they don't get there just by saying, I'm an Olympic swimmer. I'm gonna go over to Tokyo and I'm gonna swim in the Olympics. No, it takes years of preparation. And sometimes it's just swimming laps over and over and over again. And it feels like nothing. It just feels like doing the same mundane thing and not getting anywhere. So faithfulness in the preparation and patience in the waiting is what will lead to the progress. I was thinking along the same lines as that, um, how it can feel overwhelming to sort of feel like, oh, I need to pray for clarity of a big, grand goal in the future. And maybe you do have that. But also just to remember to have peace and confidence in just the daily purpose. Because every day, every season, there's, there's um, you know, purpose in your life. And you can have confidence and you can have peace in that, too. I know it's maybe a little cliche, but this I couldn't get this verse out of my mind. It's Isaiah 40, 31. It says, those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. They'll mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. And I think the key word in that verse is wait. Those who wait on the Lord. And waiting can be hard, especially if you want to run or if you want to do something with strength. Waiting can be a hard thing to do, but that word kept coming back. Those who wait on the Lord. Those who wait on the Lord. I was thinking, too, um, just you sitting in that chair, it's, it's a little taller than the rest of them. It's kind of like when we were babies, they would call it a high chair. And I was thinking about the heights. There's that scripture, and I don't know if I can quote it verbatim, but it talks about uh, being in high places on Heinz feet. And what Heinz is equating to is like a special kind of deer that lives up in the mountains. And it has a certain freedom, a freedom from predators that come to it. And uh, just that, that place of uh, being in the presence with the Lord to bring it into a spiritual vernacular. And I, I just wanted to pray for you that, that Lord, that you will take this scale. And uh, we, we know that we can't get to that high place in God instantly. It's a process. It's a, a, a road that is a progressive road. And I kind of go along with uh, what Ben had just prayed. I just simply ask, Lord, that you would fill her with the Holy Spirit, that she would hunger and thirst after that as well as after Jesus as, as her Savior and Lord and after the Father. But the Holy Spirit in the Greek means parakletos. It's the one that comes alongside to help. So as, as you come alongside to help her, that she will be aware of that. Sometimes our thinking isn't the same as your thinking. And, and uh, we, we get these things, or at least I have anyway, that uh, notions come in my head, and it's like, where did that come from? But I get to thinking about it. This is the Lord. You better stop and, and pay attention to it and see what he has to say. So that would be my encouragement to you and my prayer for you is that when the Holy Spirit comes, and it's okay to ask for it to come, that he will guide you in all truths. Uh, Lauren, when I was <clears throat> praying for you, I saw a picture of a Statue of Liberty. And um, I, had, uh, I had the sense that you're a determined young gal. <clears throat> um, you have a strong personality and uh, you are your own person, 
and um, my understanding of the word, particularly Psalm 139, God made us. He knew us before we were born, or all our days were written in a book, and so he made you with that type of personality because he has a purpose for your life, and you're going to need to be strong. You're going to be able to stand like that Statue of Liberty, and I had the sense of part of what God is going to want to do with you in the days ahead is to help um, other people become free from um, foolish and destructive behaviors, okay, that you can, you can learn in the days ahead how to help people. And I, I believe that God um, wants to use this strong personality, but also your sense of justice and fairness. You know, you see when things aren't right and you want to do something about it. You're moved by that. And again, I believe God has put that in you, and he wants to use it in the days ahead. But for now, I, I believe that um, uh, that he, he wants you to really develop a close relationship with him. He loves it when you turn your heart toward him and begin to speak to him. Uh, he hears your prayers. He hears your heart, and he, he just loves it when you spend time with him. He has things in his word for you that he wants to expand on and make clear to you and help you to understand, be able to, to apply to your own life. Um, you've, you've been taught well by your parents, and so I believe you have a good foundation to work from, and God's going to just use that, and he's going to begin a process of, teaching, process of teaching you and making you into a woman who's defined as strong in God and not just strong-willed, okay? <laughs> Difference. <laughs> I also saw a picture of a flower. Um, it, was, it was not blooming yet. It was kind of a long, elongated type um, bud on a long stem, and it, but it was closed. And I, I had the sense that the Lord was saying, don't try to open that flower prematurely because it will, it will damage the bloom in the days ahead. And I think what... Ben was saying about waiting will probably be important for you. And as you develop your re relationship with the Lord, he'll show you how to wait. He'll speak to your heart when to pull back. You know, and <clears throat> as you pray into those things, you'll, you'll get a sense from the Holy Spirit. It's not time yet. Bless you, Lord. Just to go along with that, <clears throat> Lauren, while uh, I was, we were praying for you here, Pastor Chris said it uh, right at the beginning here. He said that God likes us. And I feel like that's a specific word to you that is sometimes hard to hear. It's easy to hide when you're in a crowd like this and think that that doesn't mean for you. But I felt like um, like if the Lord was right here, he'd be coming up right to where you were sitting. Take your face in his hands and say, Lauren, I like you. And that's the message of the Lord to you. And in that friendship between the Lord and you, you then become such a safe friend for so many many more people and I saw that same sort of sense I didn't actually see the Statue of Liberty but that similar sense of stalwartness of strength and that p people will come to you because of that friendship and you are a safe friend and you will speak truth even if it's hard truth and you will give wisdom even before your years before it makes sense that you would have that wisdom because it's coming out of that relationship with Jesus, that friendship that you have. Um, the, the thing that the Statue of Liberty holds, that tablet, she says, I, I, 
bring me your tired and your weary and your worn down and your broken and your destitute, your poor and impoverished. She was all about this, this emblem, this icon of the Statue of Liberty is all about taking care of the broken. I feel like that is absolutely inside of you, this, this, this idea of justice for the, for the downtrodden, for the orphan and for the widow. Father, we bless Lauren. We bless Lauren with that anointing to minister to the broken. Amen. Would you celebrate Lauren with us? <laughs> you are welcome to head back. That's to, uh, to you from the church. Congratulations. And um, pray that we'll be praying that you find the Lord as you spend your time in the Word. Amen. Next in line is another school graduate. Uh, the last two actually from Gilead. And we're grateful that they have come back from Florida to be with us. So do you have some plans or not yet? Yeah, I'm going to go into Air Force in a couple of months. Really? Mm -hmm. Very cool. Air Force in a couple of months. Well, <laughs> let's pray. I'm just thinking of <laughs> Let's pray. Father, we are so grateful for Deirdre and a life that uh, has been touched by your presence, a family that has come together to pursue hard after God. And I thank you, Lord, the way that you have directed her steps all the days of her life. And it might have felt like at different times it was, you know, helter-skelter. We don't know exactly what we're doing, where we're going, or how this is all going to work out. But in the end, you have always kept your hand upon her because you have purpose for her life. Lord, you have destiny written into the fiber of her DNA. And so, Lord, we bless her in the name of Christ. Deidre, I don't know if this means a whole lot to you, but uh, immediately I saw Olaf the, the snowman. <laughs> and you know how the sun comes out and he starts melting? And uh, I just felt like the Lord was saying he's taking you through seasons. And there are times when the sun comes out and you're like, uh-uh, uh-uh, I'll melt, I'll melt. Uh, but the sun is actually good. And the things that he's melting inside are good. And it's okay for you to turn towards that heat. Um, the things that may be hard to even think about or process, the Lord is like melting away some stuff that's not so great, right? So that's, it's okay, and there are seasons of that, and then he pulls you on through, and you, you start to enjoy the summer, and then all of a sudden, you know, the, we, the leaves start falling. You're like, what are we doing now? Um, the Lord is in every season in your life. He's in every season of your life, and you can rest confidently knowing you're not alone. Deirdre, I heard the word dear, <laughs> and I could hear your mom saying this. Um, I think there have been times, I, like I have a memory of this, I'm sure you have a lot more memory of, memories of this, where people either say your name wrong or they spell your name wrong. It's like, no, it's Deirdre. And, <laughs> um, and that's what I was hearing, I heard dear, and then I could hear your mom going, it's Deirdre. Um, and so I'm like, Lord, what, what are you saying? And he, I felt like the Lord was saying, you're dear to him. You're dear to him. He cherishes you. He values you. He loves you. You're dear to the Lord. And um, you'll also find that he's going to become dear to you, more dear than he already is. 
And um, I thought of Psalm 42 one. It says, as the deer longs or searches for water, so my soul longs or searches for God. And you're going to find that you're going to become more thirsty. And when you become more thirsty, you're going to be searching in that same way that a deer goes looking for water. You're going to be searching for the Lord. And when you do, he will always be there to meet you and to fill you because you're dear to him. Deirdre, I, I heard um, the Lord descri describe you as someone who is contemplative, and um, <coughs> you're one who gives serious thought to things, uh, carries the idea also of anticipation and expectancy, which is probably some of what you're experiencing right now. You know, it's like, what, what's it going to be like <laughs> when I go in the Air Force? Um, you have learned over the years to how to talk to God you know, about the things that are going on in your life. And, and he loves it when you come to him and you express your heart to him, you know, even, even when it feels like, I don't know what's going on, God, you know, but he, he's there and he hears that and he responds to that. And, and, even, and as you continue to seek him, if you stay in the word, he's going to give you such reassurance, you know, that you're on the right track, you're doing okay. Um, I believe there are specific places that he wants to position you in the future that he has specifically prepared you for. You're the one, you're the one to fill that spot, you know, and, and you may be unsure about it, but the Lord says as you con continue to come in prayer to him, he will direct your steps. And Psalm 37, 5 says, commit everything you do to the Lord, trust him, and he will help you. And Psalm 37, 23 says, the Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. So he's got you covered. The Air Force has always been my favorite branch of the service. I've never been in any military stuff. I watch a lot of YouTube things, and my uncle had an airplane, so <laughs> that was so much fun. But <clears throat> what I'm seeing about you is that uh, as the Air Force, I don't know to what level, degree that you're going to be in it, but it's, it's all a team. It works together as a team. And the Air Force has some of the most unique precision equipment. They keep coming out with more technology, and, and just it, it just amazes me what these guys can do with these airplanes. And my, my prophetic word to you is just as the service has given our service people the right equipment, the powerful equipment, the technology, the know-how, the skill, and all of that that goes into it to be a good pilot or to be a good team player, whether it's on the deck of an aircraft carrier or behind a, a computer sitting in an office. It's all a part of a team. And, and just as uh, all of that works together for the good, it kind of goes along with that verse out of Romans 8, 28, for we know all these things work together for the good for those that love God and are called according to his purpose. And just as I had mentioned, with all the high-tech equipment, God does the same thing. He gives us his word. He gives us the Holy Spirit. He allows us to operate on our faith level, even though it can start out small. 
but as we keep working with these things, just as you will find out with the drills and the, and the paces that they'll put you through in there, that uh, that'll all start coming natural to you in, in the word of God, will you'll, you'll remember scripture, you'll say, yes, I know what that is, and, and you'll start searching these things out and using these as precise tools from the word of God and from his presence, from his love, and from the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of the blood of Jesus, the authority, the list goes on and on, and all the different names of God, those are for you just as precise as, as the Air Force is. I just would repeat, especially what Sharon was saying, I felt all along, that it would be easy to look at your life and think that it has taken several hiccups along the way. Why did we do this? How did we end up there? But I'm reminded of what the psalmist said uh, in Psalm 77, I believe it is, or 73, one or the other, where the children of Israel thought they were wandering all over the place, and God says, no, I was leading you the whole time. So you've never been lost by God. He's never lost track of you, and he never will. He has a purpose for your life. Amen. Congratulations. Let's celebrate with you, John. And next we have Joshua Blum, who also graduated from Gilead. And what are your plans? I will be going to Elam to achieve my bachelor's in science of theology. Amen. So would you join with us as we pray for Joshua? Father, we thank you for, uh, Lord, I remember back in the day when David and Sarah got married and moved into an apartment downtown, and Joshua wasn't even really a thought yet, maybe a dream, maybe a hope, but then along comes this family as it grows, first with Elizabeth, now with Joshua. And you've brought this family to this new season where he's graduating and moving on and he has clearly a heart for you. And Lord, I pray that in the midst of his time as he's uh, preparing to go to Elam and then in his time at Elam, every single thing that he puts his hand to would have the stamp, the, the, the thumbprint of God upon it. Lord, uh, it's like, you know, back in the old days, we had to put, you know, book covers on our books and write our names on it to make sure. Lord, I pray that you would put your thumbprint, the unique thumbprint of the living God upon his life. And it would be known that he has been set aside from birth for you and for your purposes. And Lord, together as this family here at Family Life Church, we bless Josh with all that he is going to be a part of. Um, Josh, well, when I was asking the Lord what he wanted to say to you, I heard the word stellar, which means exceptionally good, outstanding. And then I heard head and shoulders above the rest. And um, you're tall. I mean, you stand out physically, right? You sure are head and shoulders above me. Um, but I think the Lord is addressing something more than your physical stature. First uh, Samuel 9, Saul is described as being head and shoulders above the rest. And he was chosen to lead the Israelites. Now, he made some bad choices along the way, but originally that outstanding feature is mentioned as um, evidence 
of the calling on his life, and he was chosen because of, because of that. And I believe God is pointing out that you're stellar, you're head and shoulders above, and you're chosen for a purpose. Chosen for a purpose. Um, and that's going to be recognized by others, um, just like it was with Saul. It'll be recognized. Um, I, also, I saw a picture of you standing with a Bible open in your hand, and you were teaching. Um, I believe that you have a gift of wisdom, um, and that there's a deep well in you that maybe hasn't all been dug out or drilled out yet, but there's a deep well that God is going to draw from. Now, you're going to have choices to make. When there's a call in your life, you have choices to make. You can obey or disobey. You can yield or you can fight. Um, you can flow or you can go astray. So there's always going to be a choice. God's calling has a condition on our end that we have to follow. You know that. Um, but I want you to hear that the call is on your life. There's a purpose and a destiny to walk into. And this is important. You've been equipped to fulfill that call and purpose. I think that's why the Lord mentioned the wisdom and the deep well is because sometimes when we're called and we feel like we have a purpose, we're like, how in the world are we going to do that? You have been equipped to fulfill your purpose. And again, to go along with your name, <laughs> Joshua, Caleb, and all those guys from the Old Testament, Joshua was a leader. And that kind of runs in your family, in your blood, sort of say, with your dad, with your grandpa, and on your mom's side. And uh, I just encourage you with that. And I pray, Lord, you call certain ones of us to be leaders that lead other people with uh, innovations, with ideas, with concepts, but also with God's grace and with God's love, with that balance of, of wisdom and love and knowledge. So I, I pray that over Josh, Lord, that you will <clears throat> help him to be able to see into situations, to be able to speak truth, and, and to, to, to find that balance. You know, some people are a little uncomfortable when we share too much with them, and yet not to hold back because it's something that needs to be brought forth. So I, I pray that for him in the future. And I've often thought that the, <coughs> the, the whole idea of our occupation doesn't define who we are, but being believers and followers of Jesus Christ are. So I, I pray that over you in Jesus' name. I saw a um, picture of a shepherd, and um, the scripture passage came to my mind where Jesus is talking with Peter, and he says, do you love me? And then Jesus tells Peter, feed my sheep, tend my sheep. And I really felt like the Lord was saying, you have a shepherd's heart. Um, and and it, to the degree that you have a shepherd's heart to care for other people, you'll find the more you fall in love with Jesus, the more your heart will be broken for the people around you that need a shepherd. Um, and so I just I pray a blessing upon that shepherd's heart that's in this man when he sees others who need care, tending, who need love, who need compassion, who need friendship. Just bless that, anoint that gifting that's in him to reach out to others on your behalf. Josh, I saw you with a big ear in your um, 
talking with someone and you're leaning toward them with that ear and you're listening very intently. And I, th I think that's part of who you are. You do listen, you care. And I agree with that shepherd's heart. I think that's very you. And you have a way about you that makes it comfortable for people to share with you things that um, they're going through, feelings that they're struggling with. And they can share with you and not feel judged about those things. And I believe God's going to refine that listening ability in you. He's going to make that ear very big so that you can hear not just the words, but what the hearts of people are saying and what they're feeling and experiencing. Um, I know that um, I believe you're also going to have the gift of wisdom. And Isaiah 54 says, the Lord has given me his words of wisdom so that I know how to comfort the weary and the many weary people out there struggling to find God's will for them. And I believe you're going to be able to open doors for people to help them move into the plans and purposes of God for many. Um, I believe the ear is very big. Um, because sometimes it's better to listen than to speak. <laughs> Bless you, Josh. Just uh, real quickly, um, I saw uh, like an iPhone, <coughs> a smartphone, and of course it has all kinds of things it can do, but it, the big main one is that it can talk to people. And so you can hear people and you can talk to people. And that's the call of the Lord on you is to hear people and to talk to people. But you can't open the iPhone without the thumbprint that Pastor Chris talked about. So, yeah, it can get renegade and maybe start saying things you didn't mean to. Um, but really, you want to hear with his heart and you want to speak with his heart. And it's his mark on your life that gives you that access. Um, just really quickly, when we were praying ahead of time, each one knew that they were to pray for you guys and to believe what God might want to say to you. I felt like the thing that set Joshua apart in the Old Testament was not that he was a leader. He was. God called him to be a leader. But the first thing that set him apart is that he, number one, came alongside of the leader and served. He was Moses' right-hand man. And he wasn't in any way felt like he was being neglected or disdained because he served. But then the second and the most important thing is that he spent time staying in the tent of meetings where the presence of the Lord was. It would say Moses would get up and leave to go deal with a problem in the camp, but Joshua stayed in the presence of the Lord. And I want to say to you, when you go to Elam or, or for Daniel as well, it's really easy to get caught up in stuff. A lot of stuff happening. You know, it's an exciting time. It really is. Good friendships, all of that. But in worship, in the presence of the Lord, is going to be your safety in life. That's going to be your net as you try to find the high places with God. And congratulations, Josh. Um, excited to give you that. Know that you will uh, read it and learn a lot, but also to use it to teach others. So, God bless you. Okay, now we come down to Melanie. Uh, we're going to do this one just a little bit different only because uh, this high school graduates we've already done throughout time. So with Melanie, we're just going to have one of these guys pray. And as they might have words, they could share it with her personally. And the truth is, some of you, as we've prayed, might feel things that you want to say to any one of these. Feel free to take them aside privately. Or if they're younger, take them aside with their parents so that their parents can be a covering for them and share something you feel. And remember, we, we're, we're very careful about not giving really directive words, names, dates, all that kind of stuff. That's up to the Lord. But we want to give words that are encouraging. So we want to be able to pray for Melanie. Why don't you tell us uh, what you graduated from and what you're doing? 
I graduated from Liberty University with my master's in business administration. And I now have um, the career of that is beyond my wildest imagination. Um, I'm in a position that I could never have imagined um, and blessed to be there. Amen. All right, well, why don't you guys join around me and I'll ask Sharon if she would go ahead and be the one among us who prays for Melanie. Father, we thank you for Melanie. Uh, we thank you for her heart, for you. Lord, how she has grown in her faith and stayed faithful to you and sought you for her life, for her family. We thank you for her example, Lord, of a woman who walks closely with you and is strong in her faith. We thank you, Father, for um, her... Um, even her willingness to share where in the past she has stumbled and fallen, but then she's been able to give testimony to your greatness and your goodness in her life. So Lord, today we just bless her in all her endeavors. We thank you for the position that she carries in our community. We, we thank you, Father, for a godly woman who is there, who can influence those around her, um, and make decisions uh, with your help and, and according to your will. And we, th we ask, Father, that you would continue to bless her and watch over her, her, give her the wisdom that she needs to carry out her daily duties, give her the, the help and the strength she needs to be the mom and the wife that you've called her to be. Help her, Lord. As she, I know her heart is to serve here in Family Life Church, and I pray, Father, that you will position her in those places, Lord, where you want her to be, to serve, and, and Lord, I ask uh, especially for blessing on her in every area of her life, in your precious name, amen. amen. Next we have Ben, and I'll ask Tom if he would be the one among us that could pray. <coughs> I just pray that you'll fill him, Lord. <laughs> Show him how deep you are, how high you are, how wide you are, how awesome you are. I know that Ben knows all these things, but in the days ahead, I just pray for ongoing filling and filling and filling with the presence of God. Oh, please, God. And, and Ben is a, a team player on a good team. He, he's proved himself with camp, how he's loved these kids. I've watched him when I was up there, and camp was a bit of a challenge for me, but for Ben, no problem. If it thunders and lightnings out, well, we'll just go down to the uh, mess hall, no problem. He's very adaptable, very flexible. He hears from God. And, and I just pray that you will continue to do that in him, Lord. I, I can't think of anything more to say to him. I, I just love this man so much. I, I pray that you'll just uh, hover over him to bless uh, his body, to bless his health and his life. And, and for Chelsea, Lord, I pray that you'll uh, have her totally healed and doing well and energize her, Lord, with, with the things that she struggled with. And I pray for uh, uh, Stu, Max, and Lucy, Lord, that you will bless these kids as they 
uh, have raised them up to be the same, you know, to be musical, to be flexible, to hear from God. And, and, I, and I pray for the days ahead, Lord, that uh, you'll, you'll just uh, meet him in every way. Hmm. Amen. In Jesus' name. Sure, yeah. Um, I graduated last year from Northeastern Seminary with a master's in transformational leadership. Um, I now here work here at the church as uh, administrative assistant, which I've found covers a lot of ground in tasks. Um, and I also, yeah, yeah, pretty much everything. And then also I, uh, I lead the youth ministry here. So, Good. Well, thank God for each of these. Uh, it's true, it does cover a lot of tasks. And last week they were all downstairs or outside, as you see down below, digging a deep, deep hole for the flood that we had. So uh, he has been hard at work with Pastor John. Uh, for those of you that might not be aware already, uh, what we're doing today, we haven't done since COVID. It was we're all getting together, and we are having a fellowship lunch outside, a picnic outside here. If you hadn't planned on it, you didn't know anything about it, you are still welcome to stay. We'll have plenty of food for everybody. We want you to feel free to stay, get to know one another, and just be able to celebrate God's goodness to these, our graduates, and those who are moving on to this next stage of life. Would you stand with me? Father, we thank you for the joy of family. And Lord, with every season within a family, there's different transitions that happen. Uh, we move from, uh, remember, celebrating preschool graduation and kindergarten graduation, and then you, you go out of elementary into middle school, and then into high school, and then college. Lord, every phase has its transitional marks. And Lord, we're grateful that we get to be a part with them. We're grateful for each one, and we do sincerely pray that you would bless them and mark them with your presence. And Lord, as we gather together outside, uh, being able to enjoy fellowship together, food together, I pray that our conversation would be pleasing to you and that we would be more concerned with getting to know the other rather than making sure we're the ones talking. Lord, help us to be good about that kind of thing and that we would learn about our brothers and sisters in Christ. Bless each one. Lord, I pray that you would cause your hand to rest upon us for the entirety of this week as we go about our different responsibilities, our jobs, our vocations, whatever it might be. We pray for the blessing of Almighty God. We ask it in the name of Christ. Amen. I am going to ask one thing of you. Uh, the deacons who are in charge setting this up are asking that you actually go around the outside of the church if you have kids. If you don't have kids, there's actually a straight door out, and you can take that. But they don't want the little kids walking near the grills that are right outside this middle door, okay? So if you have kids, if you could go around the outside of the church, there's new swing sets, new playgrounds for them. Go on out, and let's find a place. Let's enjoy time together, all right? God bless you all. <laughs>